It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series. Featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community, we're making the lead stories this month at chicagoverseunited.com. My name is Haima Black, recording this show out of the Music Garage, Chicago's professional music rehearsal space and home of the Dynasty Podcast Network. You can check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. This week, talking with Kyle Johns, Dustin Courier, Matt Jordan, and Dan Yangling from Cut Teeth in support of their new EP, Televandalism, which is out now. Gentlemen, how's it going? Great. Good, man. Wonderful. Excellent. Good. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad to have you guys up here. I want to talk about what you have going on. You've got a new record. You guys are a band that I think people might be familiar with some of the other projects you've been involved in. But let's kind of like take a step back and, and start there. Like where would people know each of you from, you know, if they were familiar with your other bands, maybe? Let's go around. Should I say my name? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, it's Kyle. I was in a band called Monday's Hero several years ago. Uh, Most recently, we did a reunion show um, at the Felix Culpa's final performance. Yeah. And that comes to me. Yeah, I'm Dustin, and I I played in the Felix Culpa. And, uh, yeah, that band ended a little at the end of last year. I thought it was at the beginning of the Easter, but, yeah. And then the beginning of Easter is when our band ended. But, uh, (laughs) that's what did it. Yep. Here's Dan. Oh, hey. Um, I played guitars in Milwaukee bands for Stella Ford and Red Knife Lottery. I'm Matt. Uh, I played uh, guitar in a band, well, still do, uh, guitar in a band called Stay Ahead of the Weather. We were uh, label mates with uh, the Felix Culpa, but I've known Dustin yeah. for a long time. Let's get a little bit of history on how this project came together, because um, cool. I know that there is some overlap on how you guys know each other and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, how did Cut Teeth kind of come to be? Well, uh, we all kind of knew each other from all the other bands that we'd been in and you know we were all kind of familiar with everything that everyone had done we'd gone you know we'd go to each other's shows and stuff like that and uh when all of our bands sort of around the same time well i guess kyle's band broke up a while before we had started this but um but yeah all of our bands were just kind of either looking like you know they weren't going to be very active and you know we either just had a lot of spare time or you know our bands are just broken up and um yeah, I don't know. We just sort of, we, we got a practice space with, you know, a bunch of friends with Stay Ahead of the Weather, and uh, Felix Culpa was also sharing that space for a little while, and um, just decided to kind of start jamming. You know, there was no expectation at all. Didn't even know if it was going to be like a band or just, you know, some guys playing some loud guitars in a room for a while, and yeah, it, I mean, it kind of became a band. I had kind of like written some parts in my bedroom and had been kind of disheartened by the whole breakup of Red Knife Lottery and kind of like almost just swore off being in a band again yeah. for at least a while, you know, like just was like, okay, I don't really want to do this anymore. And then like literally like three weeks later, I'm like, oh, well, I have to do this. And <laughs> and like we all talked about it and we got together and threw down some, some riffs and it just, it all clicked. So we just went from there and uh, really took our time. I mean, it took us about a year to write the, the six songs for this EP. And but uh, it all just came together. We ended up um, having Matt do all the recording and stuff because that's what he does. And turned out real nice. Yeah, you know that was going to kind of be another one of my questions. Is that it, it, from what it sounds like, it, this really wasn't something that you guys had a lot of expectations going in. It was not designed to be like we're going to form a band, we're going to go on tour, we're going to get a record deal, we're going to do all these kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. It was not. just a yeah. loose. Yeah, it was just about writing songs that we thought sounded cool and getting together during the week. And I've been living in Chicago when. 
I was in the the Red Knife Lottery and had to drive up there all the time. It was such a relief just to be able to like get done with work, meet up with these guys, have a couple beers, write some songs, and just go home. You know, it was real nice. I think uh, I think that had a lot to do with why the songs kind of turned out the way that they did. Just a, a very low pressure environment. Uh, it definitely uh, isn't something. I was used to by any means, but I think the openness of it all and being able to sort of do what we wanted with little to no repercussions or expectations is what kind of made all the songs come together. There's like a certain freedom there that I hadn't really felt on any other record. It was cool. That kind of leads me to my next question, actually, which is going to be, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of, you know, kind of forming and coming together in a group where everyone has previous experience? Because I would imagine that there's a lot of ways that that's really helpful. Were there any kind of like stumbling blocks because of that, though? You know, I don't think there were actually, not really any stumbling blocks. It kind of fell together. I mean, that's one of the things, I think we were pleasantly surprised that this EP turned out sounding so much like an EP, because that wasn't really how we wrote it. It was just the first six songs we wrote together. You know, so there there were really, yeah, there wasn't, yeah, we didn't scrap anything. There wasn't really a learning curve. It kind of just, it fell into place right away. And that was, I think, what was so nice about it. This seems like kind of a no-brainer, but is it easier to enter into a band after you've already done your time in another band to work with people who also have, um, you know, professional experience under their belt where everyone's kind of like not coming in as a novice, but coming in as, you know, an experienced veteran? Um, Yeah, I think it absolutely, you know, it benefits to work with a bunch of dudes who are experienced and especially experienced in doing other things. Because for me, when it started, you know, Felix Culpa was still playing, you know, and we, um, you know, we're still even um, writing some of the stuff that uh, that ended up on that Bury the Axe EP that we released when No Sleep put out our record and stuff. Um, you know, like when we were start, when the four of us were starting to get together. And for me, it was just I've always I think really thrived on being able to to just do a lot of different things because I think, you know, I've I've always liked a lot of different things in music, but, you know, you can never do all the things that you want to do, you know, like all the kind of things that you like in a band in one band a lot of times. And so for this, uh, you know, for me, it was, it was really cool to just be able to, you know, get into a room and it was just sort of like this, like no, no apologies, loud rock music that was just, you know, we just wanted to play loud fast and do exactly what we wanted and that was it uh let's talk about the ep uh your debut ep which just came out this week it's called televandalism and it's out now and congratulations on that first of all hey thanks there's like a 90s influence on this ep and i know dustin uh you and i chatted a little bit earlier in the month for uh, Mm -hmm. chicagoverseunited.com and you kind of mentioned that you guys were you know aiming for kind of like a discord or touch and go kind of sound or that's kind of how it I, came out yeah i mean i don't think we we're aiming for it it's just it's more of, of a like, mindset oh, i think yeah it's not like well i mean i've been writing like the same stuff for like i'm old i'm the old guy in the band i've been writing the same stuff for years you know what i yeah. mean and it's kind of cool to like um bring some of that style into like the music scene i guess i don't know it's i guess it's hard. it's like yeah i guess we're not really aiming for anything it's just kind of how it came out but it does have kind of like a nice 90s um, influence on it, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, that's like it, cool. I mean, that's, sure. that's a compliment. <laughs> I also Thanks. think that's just a yeah. product of all of us sort of. Here. Oh, don't forget that. I, th- I think that's a product of all of us sort of being into that kind of music too. Um, I mean, just like loud, like sort of not minimalist production, but, you know, just 
loud because it's loud and not not loud because we recorded it that way. Um, <laughs> at least that's like the overlying theme that I noticed after recording it. You know, to get the that guitars to sound loud on the record, we just we just turned them up on that. <laughs> you know, on the amp. It wasn't it wasn't. You know, there was it's sort of a, a, a no no trickery, no gimmicks um, sort of thing. And I feel like a lot of those bands in the '90s felt you know the same way. Yeah, I mean, what I liked about it is it does not sound heavily produced or altered. Like, you can, you don't listen to it and think, like, wow, computers did a lot of the heavy lifting here. Right, it's raw. Thank you. It sounds sounds like we sound, you know. Yeah. There's nothing really, I mean, the guitar tracks are pretty minimal. I mean, we just did, we didn't really do that many overlays or anything like that. No, I I can think of, like, two. A couple couple of feedback parts and whatever to make it gnarlier, but. Yeah, we actually had a couple of sit-down sessions once we had finished tracking, you know, what we thought was maybe 80% of the stuff. And we were kind of like, okay, well, you know, here's the point where we've got all of our main guitar tracks and all of our main drum and bass tracks down. Now let's listen back through everything and see what we want to add. You know, because I think in the sort of like modern music climate, it's really common for bands to, you know, to go back and add a lot of things, to add a lot of you know, like post-production type stuff. Right. Um, you know, you're adding like keyboards and synths and, um, you know, like just all these like weird additional guitar tracks and all these things that you can't actually cover live. And we thought we were going to want to do some of that. And then as we listened through the songs, we were just like, you know what? No. Yeah. You know, let's just leave everything. And like, w- it's just guitars and bass and drums. Like that's just that what we are. Energy. Yeah. And we actually like, we had a lot of plans to do some like cool things, like cool like interludes and stuff like that. And then when we sat down to do it, it was just kind of like, you know, we could put this in here and it would be cool. Yeah. But I think it would be way cooler if we just left it as it was. Yeah. And, and so way, we did that. sort of pushes you to write better songs. You know, you, you know, if it doesn't sound, if it's not kick ass enough when you play it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you're going to have to sit down and figure it out. You can't just go in and add things and, you know, beef it up in the recording. and Got to stand cheating. on its own. Yeah. We had really limited resources when recording, too. I mean, we did it in my basement with seven and a half foot ceilings. Yeah. That's unfinished, you know. And I think that was, like, part of the reason why, like, we had to just do good takes, you know, <laughs> and write the songs well. Didn't have the option not to. Exactly. Something else, Dustin, I think you mentioned um, when we, you know, chatted for the feature earlier this month, uh, was that you guys are also kind of like you've been working on additional material as well? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, we've we've kind of gotten together and, you know, we always just sort of like jam on some stuff. But I know that individually, uh, I think everyone has just, you know, had a lot of ideas in mind. And the one of the cool things about writing you know, in this this band is just um, all the part. Like I can listen through a given song and go part by part, um, and you know, like it's extremely evenly distributed. How like okay, this part came from like Kyle came in with this bass part, and then we we all like sort of wrote around that, and then we didn't know what to do with the song from there. So then you know, like Dan had this really cool like transition idea, and then you know, Matt decided that we should do like this you know like heavy like thing here. And, um, you know, the song just, you know. And then Kyle was like, doom, 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 you know. Shunk. That's the song. That's the first song on the record. That's, yeah, the that's how we write. Right? Yeah, that was, that was 
Uh, you guys have a few shows. You heard shows. it first. <laughs> you have a few shows coming up Friday, February 3rd at Underground Lounge, uh, which yes. is 952 West Newport here in Chicago. Uh, you're also doing Saturday, February 4th at Cactus Club. And later in February, February 24th, you're going to be opening a show at the Bee Kitchen as well. That's pretty awesome. you got some shows coming up already. Yeah, yeah. It feels really good. You know, I, we're just super excited. I think we've all been spending the last, I don't know how many months, just really, really antsy to just yeah. play. You know, we and we've been playing in the space, you know, for oh, about a year now. And, you know, just super excited to actually get out and show people and do it for real. Are these your very first live gigs? Like the the Friday, February 3rd and Underground. Is that going to be the first? Yeah, the very first nice. time. Yes. And you guys are going to have CDs available at those shows as well. Yeah, um, we have, we're going to have just 100 CDs. Wow. And uh, we, we kind of did this really, really simple hand package kind of idea. You know, we basically just like hand stamped all these sleeves. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're just CDRs. You know, we're just giving them away. Um, you know, so, it, you know, sort of an incentive to just come out to the show. So, um, you know, I think we just wanted to be able to walk away with something tangible, you know, like put the CD in your car and you actually have something to leave with. Uh, so so that was kind of the purpose for that. It, it's funny that like physical CDs now are kind of this novelty collector's item that are in like yeah. limited. Yeah. It's crazy. I start <laughs> yeah. to get super paranoid with computers that people are just going to download their album and just play it on their Mac or whatever through the sh- the sh- yeah. sh- I can say shitty, right? Totally. Shitty, yeah. shitty speakers. <laughs> and then it's just gonna be like, oh well this, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah so it's nice it to have some, play it on some big speakers. Yeah. Blast it in your car. Yeah. Turn it up. I love how it sounds. It's drink a beer. Huge. Diet Coke, drink whatever you want. <laughs> Anything you want. Yeah, drink. that's that's Take how I gotta insulin. listen to yeah. everything that I listen to. I either do it in my car or through my large speakers at home. Because I don't want to listen to it just on yeah. iPhone speakers on my app. Yeah. Right. Like that it's guy terrible. on the train. It's yeah. just so easy for people <laughs> to just, like, play something and dismiss it right away, you know? Yeah. Having that kind of forces them into at least sticking it in and, and giving it a, a go. Also, you know, while I have you guys, what's going on with any of your other projects? Like, I know, uh, I think I saw, like, Stay Ahead of the Weather, playing some shows. I think there's a Felix Culpa documentary. Is there anything else you guys want to, like, plug from your other bands, either past or present? Yeah, uh, February twenty third at uh, at the Empty Bottle. It's a, a free show if you RSVP on the Facebook event for it. But it's um, Stay Ahead of the Weather is playing with uh, Castavet, uh, Coping, Daylight, and oh my God, oops, <laughs> who else is playing? Amulet. Amulet. Oh my gosh, I'm in another new band. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, no. You got your own yeah, no, no, no. yeah. I forgot. I forgot my own other band. I'm playing two sets that night. I'm also I play nice. drums in this band, but I play guitar and say ahead of the weather. But I also play guitar in this other band, which includes Joel from the Felix Culpa. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> which is kind of funny. It's this really just like circle of like and incestuous like band. And Owen from Stay Ahead is also in that band. Uh, but it's just going to be an instrumental set a la like colossal and uh, really sort of more, yeah, like 90s, but less rock 90s, more twinkly 90s. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like a Matthew and thing. And it's your first show. And it's our first show as well. Very nice. Um, yeah. Very nice. Twinkly, yeah. What about that documentary? Promotions manager for your band. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that empty bottle show. 
We're all psyched about that. And uh, yeah, as far as Felix Culpa goes, our friend Nick Cavalier, he directed a music video for us last year. And um, he is also, well, he filmed with with the help of uh, Joel's wife, Andrea, a documentary kind of mostly about the final show, but, you know, sort of a recap of just like the band but um, all together, but it's just going to be like a, you know, probably like 20, 25 minute sort of documentary. And it's just going to be um, online for free. Um, you know, it'll probably be posted within the next few months. I know there's definitely still some work on it, but um, but he's been sending us, um, you know, clips as he's coming along and it looks like breathtaking. It, it looks really great. Well, I can't wait to, to see that. that. It looks twinkly. <laughs> uh, as Matt the- would say. The new EP, the band is called Cut Teeth. The new EP is going to be called Televandalism. It's out now. People can uh, grab it through your Bandcamp, correct? What's the address for that? Uh, yeah, the, the Bandcamp page is cutteethband.bandcamp.com. Um, I mean, we're pretty much on all those social networking sites. For sure. Um, and it's you know either cutteethband.whatever or whatever.com slash cutteethband. I like that. Um, so, yeah, you can pick up all of our stuff there. And, you know, we like to post silly little teaser videos and stuff like that as well. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be available on the Bandcamp, the, the whole EP, and um, in sort of just like a pay-what-you-want sort of format. Nice. Uh, the shows are Friday, February 3rd in Underground, Saturday, February 4th at Cactus Club in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and also Beat Kitchen on February 24th, and that's where people yep. can catch you guys. Yeah, and that Beat Kitchen show is 17 plus. So nice. All the the younger kiddos. That one will be for you. Dan, Matt, Dustin, Kyle. Thank you guys so much for coming up, for telling us about the band, the new music, and everything else you have going on. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. This has been the Chicago vs. United Audio Podcast Cover Story Series. Thanks to Kyle Johns, Dustin Courier, Matt Jordan, and Dan Yingling from Cut Teeth for being on the show this week. You can check out the band's new EP, Televandalism, which is out now. Dynasty Podcast records at the Music Garage in Chicago. Check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with the Felix Culpa, Intuit Over It, Mark Rose, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at dynastypodcast.tumblr.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.